0: Back to On the Block
1: with Stricken Nate on 937 the Ticket and the TicketFM.com Welcome back to On the Block. 93.7 The Ticket The TicketFM.com. The Soder Text Line is always open to you guys. 402-464-5685. We're going to get into a little basketball talk right now. We've been talking a lot of football. We had some Husker talk, Oklahoma Sooner talk with Scott over there. and and Listen, it's it's time. Fall is here. Baseball has arrived. Basketball has arrived, I'm saying. The schedule has been released. We're going to talk a little non-conference, but also the conference schedule has been released as well. Some of the things to note, they're going to play some tough games, Nate, when I look at it. I mean, it's it's not yeah. it's not how you can kind of just get off to that start and and just kind of, you know, work your way into it. You're going to be tested a little bit. And um I love that they're getting a chance to play UNO November 10th. I think I'll be at that game. That's going to be one. Maine comes in town November 7th. But here's when the test starts. November 17th, they get a week of preparation. November 17th they'll find themselves in the Gavit tip-off games. Okay. Where they'll be at St. John's, you know, which tough is game. is always going to be tough out there with the Red Storm. And then they'll come home on the 20th face Arkansas Pine Bluff tune-up game for around my birthday. Thanksgiving time frame they're going to play in the ESPN Events Invitational. Where they're going to face uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> Go figure, right? We're gonna face Oklahoma, <laughs> which is one of those you know tough Big Twelve team. Always plays really well. Um, they, you know they could be hit or miss. Porter mosier gets those guys going uh, down there in Oklahoma and Norman, but then they'll play the winner of either Seton Hall or Memphis. We may see. Both we may have, uh, we may have a Penny Hardaway. We may have a Penny Hardaway sighting uh, at the ESPN Events Invitational, and then uh, we'll start uh, get a, get a, get, a, get the ACC Big Ten Challenge. We don't know how that tournament will end up Who on did the 27th. Who did they get? They landed Boston College. Okay. That's not not a te- That's not a terrible draw. Not a terrible Boston draw. Boston College isn't very good. That's not a bad draw. And then we get Creighton on December 4th at Creighton up in Omaha. Yes, I must. it's a must that I be there to see that. You, I would assume you'll be there.
0: <laughs> you'll be there for that one.
1: And then uh, then we find ourselves Big, Big Ten kicks off. Okay. Big Ten. Okay. And this is where we start. I mean, listen. You're starting off the Big Ten, and and this is not a tough start to the Big Ten. You're at Indiana, and they got Jackson Trace Jackson back, and they're emerging. You know, Coach Mike's got them, you know, they were playing pretty well towards the end of the season. They were were in that kind of play-in tournament game, didn't play very well. They struggle shooting but they have strong inside presence and they just will beat you up inside on the boards. And, and, and that's a tough start. I think it's going to challenge everything that Nebraska did wrong early on in in this test with regards to rebounding, finding guys, putting bodies on guys, securing possessions and playing solid basketball. Uh, but you're at Indiana. So you're, you're hitting the road first game.
0: Yeah. I'm going to assembly hall too, which is never an easy place to play. Um, What I want to ask you, I want to dive in a little bit more to this Big Ten schedule because I I think there's something to be said for the start of the Big Ten schedule. You saw Nebraska, they started off terribly last year. Do you think Nebraska is going to have, I don't want to say culture, I don't think culture is the right word, but you saw last year it was... Bryce McGallins and kind of everybody else. And there are, I mean, maybe that was a little bit unfair to Bryce, but he was the five-star. He was the guy that everybody wanted to see. Like, it was Bryce. You don't really have that guy in the locker room.
1: That's a good thing.
0: Do you, like, do you think that's something that the team can take these first non-con games? Because like you said, there's a couple tune-up games. Do you think that's the opportunity to build that chemistry? Because that's yeah. something we never really saw last year.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it is a good thing that guys sometimes leave and then it would have been good to have him back but right I'm not what, saying that what, right what it creates is it creates this little void in the hierarchy where then you're not looking around for it but who's gonna step into it who's gonna step in and be that leader one of the things I did notice when I was going over to watch them some in the off season, and they're still playing I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back over there and, and watch some more but I saw CJ Wilcher. And I saw him lose weight. So he's 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 understanding what he needs to do and to become better and to be that leader. I seen I saw him shooting the ball, creating space, very vocal. So so those are some of the things I was glad to see come out of him. Because you lost a lot of your leadership, Verge gone, May and uh Mayan gone. Um, McGowan's gone, 's gone, McGowan's. all of them. Right, so it created this little void. You've got newcomers that come in, but they're inspired. They were running, they were active. You got still a leader in Derek Walker that's still there. So whether he's an impactful leader, but he's you know he's definitely a leader by way of his communication and the way that he talks and the way that he speaks towards that team. I got a chance to see Blaze Keita. Blaze Keita looked very good, That's um, good to hear. inside. Right. Um, you know, short jumpers, um uh, his his back to the basket, um putting bodies on offensive rebounding. That's something that we didn't do very right. well last right. year. Right. So he's he's one of those type of guys. So it's good to to have those type of games to start off and those challenging games. Because in preparation to 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 lock in for the Big Ten is is going to be something that's needed. I love that they're going to play any one of those teams in that ESPN events invitational game is going to be tough. Um, Seton Hall, Memphis, uh, Oklahoma, any of those. I mean, uh, two of them are are dang near. I don't. I don't. I can't remember if Seton Hall got in. I think they did. I think that's three NCAA teams. I think maybe they were. Too. So if any wasn't in, it was Seton Hall that was out. So. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, even the Big Big Ten Challenge game, we haven't won one of those. Uh, we came close last year with NC State. Should have won it, actually. Should have won. Should have won that game. That game
0: was garbage towards the end, honestly. Yeah, man.
1: Terrible the way that they played. But I'm looking just for good basketball. Good, solid, all-around, team-oriented basketball. And that's what I'm hoping to see.
0: Well what is that what does that look like because we talk about the brand of of football in the Big 10 and I and I think Big 10 basketball has a little bit of a, the same feel like right like play defensively like play as a team like don't foul in inopportune times which we see Nebraska do all the time like you look at Indiana Purdue Iowa Michigan State Minnesota to start out the season those are your first 5 games they kind of. I'll even go going like, Kansas State. And, I mean, it ain't gonna a, be easy. Right, and it's like all those teams kind of encompass that grit. That like mm-hmm. you're gonna play sound basketball. You're gonna play defense, and that's how you're gonna win basketball games. Do you think that's Nebraska's brand of basketball? Because we've seen this. They try and play the running gun. They try and shoot the three pointer. Like, is that really what's gonna be successful here?
1: I, I think for them, it's going to be, in the best way I can explain it. Um, they remind me of the team when I was with Boston. Now, granted, let's let's not be ill here-minded and saying <laughs> that there's Paul Pierce on that team and Antoine Walker. Now, you know, I'm just Some saying, stars. collectively, yeah. that team was 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 kind of a bunch of gritty, grimy, hard-nosed guys. And what we did was that team was picked to be last in the big in in the in the East. And we ended really? up third with the second best record in the East, and it was all because it was it was team oriented. There were games where I led the team in scoring. There were games when Kenny Anderson led the team in scoring. There were games when Tony Batie was dang near leading the team, <laughs> and 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 that's what it was. It, you know, yes, we knew Antoine. Yes, we knew Paul. Yes, they were our guys. But it, at the end of the day, it was movement it was in sync it was defensively it's like when you knew you got beat to the baseline or when you knew you was running a pick and roll defense or you were downing a pick and roll defense that you knew your guy was there and you knew he what his assignment was what he was supposed to do there were no chinks in the armor right. so every night every shot every situation every rebound was contested it was never just that you came in and you just felt that you were just going to beat us and blow us out of the building even though we were undersized we didn't have the, you know, the full hodgepodge of players that most people had, but yet we did play as a unit. I think that Nebraska team has to do that. They have to all help each other rebound. They all have to do all the little things, be scrappy, get on the floor, take charges, get, find ways to get extra possessions. If they just do all of those things collectively as a unit, And not worrying about minutes and not worrying about who's Who's scoring what. And not worrying. If you just play, make the extra play, everything will begin to uh, fill out for you and you'll win more games and then everybody will be celebrated.
0: Let me ask you that then because I love it. I think that's probably the best way to be successful, especially when you look at the landscape of the Big Ten. Like, those are how those teams are good. Do you think Nebraska, from what you've seen in practice, has the personnel to kind of elevate themselves? Because, again, I, I hate bringing up Bryce McGowan because I think he was a great player. I would absolutely love to have him back in Nebraska, but it had the feel like he was the guy, you know? And I'm going into this season, I don't really know if I can officially yeah. say there is that guy. Yeah. Do you think they have the personnel in the building to be that team?
1: Sometimes it's good to not have that guy, right? Like, on even on our teams, back when, when I was playing – there was a lot of guys. There were games where Tom Wald stepped up and was the guy. Like Michigan State, three point, like they called his number to take the three pointer to win the game. And when you have just not every night somebody that you have to focus on or that person that you're, you know, is in that scouting report right. where you're you're scheming for, your defense is loading to which is what right? happened last year which we is what like, yeah. yes things open up because i think that's what what makes it even better you you're gonna just have every night where if everybody is averaging you have five six guys averaging double figures one at 10 two at nine one uh, uh, one at 11 one at 14 one at 16 right. i mean if-, if you have that that you're a formidable foe and that's what I'm hoping that this Nebraska team's able to do. Then some nights some guy'll go off. Some nights some guys will hit. You know, <laughs> right. Kasei K Tamanaga may hit five threes and and a, you know yeah, you ten that. free throws. And you know sometimes that don't happen. You'll have those nights. I mean, even with us, you know, there were nights when I'd have 25 or 28, and then there was nights where Jerron would go for 21. And then there were nights where right. Mikey Moore would go for a nice night. Jerron would get busy. You know, it was just it was it wasn't where you could just really focus and hone in on that. And that's right. what what i'm hoping this team's able to do
0: what do you think we need to see from this team like i i feel like the the conversation keeps revolving and it's so fascinating because there's so many parallels between football and basketball i think there's a little bit of uh, some differences and some differences and expectations and things like that but like w- it, it hasn't really worked out on the basketball court yeah, and and struck. you got rid of a guy like I'm not gonna say Bo Pelini level because Bo Pelini was winning eight, nine games every year. But like Tim Miles was a formidable coach. Like he was successful and I, I guess in the case that you weren't getting blown out, you were around five hundred, like you you were a good team. What do you think we need to see from Hoyberg then to kinda get to the point where like, okay, this is headed in the right direction. Well,
1: it's truly a hot seat. You've definitely yeah. you've definitely got to uh, it can't be the dismal stuff that you're seeing where you're dang near one and you know 18 in the big 10 i think 10. they
0: started what like 0 and 12 yeah, you, 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 was, you can't something see that.
1: Like that it can't be nothing of that it's got to be as if the program now is heading in the right direction you've changed your coaching you've changed your your, your defensive scheme right. now they're doing a lot of forcing to the baseline as i went when i went to practice they're doing a lot of forcing to the baseline not letting stuff happen and opening up the middle uh letting and getting that help from those big guys down low. One of the things that I saw that was unique is Blaze Keita was taking charges. That's, that's phenomenal. That's what we need. Yes. You know, your, your big man is stepping in, putting his body on the line and taking charges. Those things are important. And when I, when I'm, I'm seeing them making better decisions, those are the things that I want to see. I want to see better decisions in the fast break, better decisions in the open court, not taking challenge shots just because you think you're open and you haven't had a shot. All of those mentalities have to go out the window if you're going to have any success. If you don't see that, then that means that the message is not getting through to the players because that those are things that can be addressed. And then if they're not addressing that, then it's going to be a tough and long season.
0: I think and that's what a lot of fans want to see too is that, that grit and, and just that, that's just how you, how Nebraska needs to win. It's always how Nebraska has won. I mean, you could speak to it too, Strick. Like that's how you guys won. Like yeah. you had an edge. Like there was an edge. Like it, it feels like that. That's just kind of lost. Like I haven't seen yeah. Nebraska have that, yeah, too that much. Edge.
1: And so. again, in in the same thing, in the same like as what we have not seen in so long in football is an identity. Yes, it is the exact same thing on the basketball side. As you said, you said coming in. We've seen this, maybe they wanted to shoot and and maybe they wanted to play this style I mean, it's play a running bunch gun of, like, it's yeah, a bunch it's like, of what? styles that are thrown up against the wall, hoping one sticks, but we we want to get back to an identity. Who are we when we walk into the gym? Who are we on Saturday when they walk on the floor on on the stadium uh, field with Mickey Joseph as the interim coach who who is there a change in what you see when that happens? That's what I think would change the whole dynamic because right now you just don't know what to expect when no. they show up. Other than the fact no. that you're waiting to see, at the thirty-minute mark, when is it gonna? When when are these turnovers gonna happen? Right. When, when is this run, this ten-o, twelve-o run gonna happen? When are they gonna go in this shooting drought? The same thing in football. There's
0: a ton of different things. It's so
1: all of those things are happening, and, and those are the things that you've got to change. It's got to be an expectation of. We're going to get it done no matter what. And when the runs happen, we're going to turn it around and we're going to finish off strong. Mm -hmm.
0: Dealing with adversity, that's a big part of it. Uh, Kelsey says, correction, uh, Bo didn't always win 8 or 9. He always won 9 or 10, even better. That is absolutely better. I just want to give a final breakdown. The Big Ten schedule being released today for Nebraska basketball. Your away games, Indiana, Michigan State, Minnesota, Purdue, Penn State, Maryland, Illinois, Michigan, Rutgers, and Iowa. Home games Purdue, Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State, Northwestern, mm. Penn State, Wisconsin, Maryland, Minnesota, and Michigan State. It's so ripe right for opportunity. It's, it is. And, and I like the home games too. You yeah. Get a lot of opportunities to, to show up, especially at home. We got to toss it to break. We're gonna get in the guys from old school. Lots of things to talk about on the football side of things. Definitely fun to talk about basketball there for a second because it's coming up sooner than we think. But we'll have the guys from old school up next. You listen on the box nine three seven tickets.